It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist. And I'm also a certified nutrition specialist. You might guess with all those titles, I must (laughs) think nutrition is pretty important in our life. But you have to agree with me, not everyone believes that nutrition is important. Or as a nation, we wouldn't have one out of two adults with a chronic health problem. Isn't that just amazing? One out of two adults with a chronic health problem. Remarkable. I can't believe it. Today we want to talk about and even convince you to make healthy eating a decision and a habit. So joining me today is Leah Wetzel, and she's a licensed nutritionist, also a certified nutrition specialist, and very soon to be a first-time mom. Yes. Very important. Super Welcome, excited. Leah. Thank you. You know, I hope your baby doesn't push around too much today <laughs> <laughs> and push up on your lugs and then... Make it hard to breathe. I hope so, too. Thanks for having me today, Dar. Yeah, that's that's always, it's getting, it, as my belly expands, the less lung capacity I have, that's for sure. So Leah walked in today with a backpack on her back to kind of balance out her belly. <laughs> that's true. It really works. We even asked if you wanted to take the elevator. Yeah. She's fine with the stairs. I like the stairs, yeah. Uh, you know, Dar, I really, you know, I love this topic because working with people individually and with clients teaching in classes, I believe my job is to help them make the decision to eat healthy and coach and encourage them until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. I believe that getting people to change habits takes some hardcore information. You know, one of the things that we were talking about just before we went on air is how sometimes people in our Nutrition for Weight Loss class, if they think they maybe didn't do too well, they yeah. will change their appointment for a week ahead. Yes. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> but that's our push job is to really, like you said, is to help them make that decision and coach them into making the changes. Exactly. We're not there to condemn them no. or think that they've done bad or exactly. any I, of that thing. I tell clients, I say, you know, if they're looking to maybe change their appointment, I would say, this is the time you should be coming in to yes. sit with me. And so let's figure out how we can work through this. Yes. Yes. You know, so, you know, perhaps when people realize that cancer is the second most common cause of death in the U.S., and it accounts for nearly one out of every four deaths. Wow. Amazing. So over 1,600,000 new cancer cases were diagnosed in 2012, and that's a lot of people that with cancer. That is a lot. And we, when people start to realize that their lifestyle choices are lead, are the leading cause of cancer, not their genetics. Hard to believe, isn't it? It is hard to believe, but that is the truth. They may be ready to change their eating habits. You may believe that if you have a relative who has cancer, such as breast cancer, you are at risk because it must run in the family. However, most cancers do not, do not occur because of inherited genes, but from damaged genes that happen during a person's lifetime. And that's what is really hard for people to understand. Yes. So, you, you know, you have to ask the question, what in the world damages genes? Well, you know, damage comes from smoking. Yep. I think people get that one. They know they that. They do. You can see that, yeah. 
Drinking too much alcohol. Yep. You know, that's another one. Just poor nutrition. Yeah. Too much excess sugar, sugar intake. And that's the one that's really hard for people. Trans fats. Yep. Of course, those are those floating fats. around in our muffins. Mm-hmm. Environmental chemicals. Excess estrogens. Just toxins in our environment. Yes. These all can cause cancer. Yes. And you think of our environment today, it's pretty toxic. It is. Yep. And it's pretty toxic with sugar. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. And the fear of health problems convinces some of us to make the decision to eat better and develop a long-time habit of eating better. You know, when I went to a presentation about four years ago by the National Cancer Society, I believe that was, or the Institute, and they said drinking two, well, even for women, drinking one glass of wine every night increases your cancer risk by 50%. Wow. Guess who stopped drinking wine pretty much, <laughs> unless it's a rare occasion? You. Me. Yes. That was a Enough kind of, for you, you know, to be like, yep. I got it. That mm-hmm. was, and then I, I thought it was harmless. <clears throat> yeah. A glass of wine. Oh, yeah. That's what was the general knowledge about it. Right. Heart healthy. And that's oh. where that knowledge is so powerful, too. Yeah, exactly. Once you know, then you're going to continue on, right? Yeah. So before we continue, I'm going to introduce someone who just spoke. <laughs> this is Katie Harla. And she's a registered and licensed dietitian. And you see clients in Wyzetta, and you see them in Lakeville. So you travel around a bit, I don't sure you? I sure do. Um, so thank you so much for having me on. So before we start, I do have to say hi to um, my Wednesday night weight and wellness class. Um, they're, they're such a good group. Um, Great. They're so smart. They've got such good <laughs> questions. They try and play stump the dietitian. So um, <laughs> they're such a, group, a good group. So we will see you next week. Um, but typically in our culture, nutrition is often overlooked when it comes to preventing cancer. But it is so important. So the foods we eat are so important to preventing cancer. Yeah. I believe when people realize that cancer cells consume sugar or that glucose mm-hmm. 10 times more than other tissues... That's amazing. Say it, that yeah. one more time, Katie, because I just don't believe people I, understand this one. I don't think one. so. Cancer cells consume sugar or glucose 10 times more than other tissues. Then it kind of makes sense, right, that if we reduce our sugar intake in the diet, that would really help us prevent cancer. So in my you know, clinical experiences, I've seen this time again when you know, we, treat, um, we treat cancer with nutrition. It, calories are the thing that is so important. We yeah. don't really think about they the source about of the calories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we could eat Doritos or Cheetos, but that's not going to have the same effect on our body as mm-hmm. eating, you know, bright and colorful greens or, you know, sweet yeah. potatoes, things like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, but when people come to us that have cancer. Right. We are, educate them. We educate we them. them. We mm-hmm. are very cautious about keeping yeah. sh- low sugar. Low, yes. But healthy nutrients into their system. Yep. Very important. So, you know, when we know all this information, so why is the average person still consuming 53 teaspoons of sugar each day? It's amazing. You know, we know that our body really only needs a couple of teaspoons to function daily. You know, could it be most people are not aware of this information? Well, we're trying to make sure that it is out there and they just don't have the intellectual resources and that's why I keep encouraging people to say, tell, if you've got a friend listening to Dishing Up Nutrition and you know that friend could really benefit from this information, give them the call numbers and, yep. let, you know, let them listen. So it's if they should be making the decision to eat less sugar and avoid trans fats. But, you know, when we look at all this, 
A 16-ounce Coke or Mountain Dew contains 17 teaspoons of sugar. Oh, my goodness. So if the average person drinks two sodas a day, and that's what happens, Mm -hmm. if everyone stopped drinking soda today, we would reduce our sugar consumption by 34 teaspoons a day. Wow. So I would predict there, there would be a lot less cancer cases coming on board Yes, if we just did that one would, thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I bet Absolutely. we would put an industry out of business, though. Yes. If everybody <laughs> stopped Stop drinking, drinking all that sugar. <laughs> I know it. Oh, so why don't we look at some other things that would influence our eating habits? Did you realize that grocery store displays pr- put their produce at the front of the store, even though... The fruits and the vegetables that you'd put at the bottom of the cart, they, they bruise pretty easily. Um, marketers, they're pretty sly with some of this. They figured out that if we put healthy foods in our cart first, we are more likely to reward ourselves for picking those health foods by buying our favorite treats. Maybe it's ice cream later for you, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's the buying chips for another person. Maybe it's frozen pizza, soda, or even... My old favorite, licorice. <laughs> the black licorice. Yeah. I have an old soul. Um, <laughs> yes, so, you do. I hate black licorice. Marketers have actually found that this is subconscious behavior. When you buy a vegetable like oh, kale or broccoli, your brain says, you are so good. I think you deserve a pint of chocolate ice cream. At least I remember my brain used to, when you know, thinking back, oh, my yeah. brain would say that to me. So yep. if I would pick up all this nice lettuce and the carrots, my the brain would say, and by the end, you deserve some black licorice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so now you realize what the marketers are doing to control your eating and food choices. So you have to say, well, what am I going to do about it? How can I not get trapped by marketers? That's yes. a good question. That is a, a good really question. good question. And you know what, Dar? I have a simple technique to outsmart those marketers. And also to keep within my budget is to write out a plan. So writing out a shopping list and guess what? No longer do you find ice cream, chips, or other junk foods on my list. As was maybe it, it was in, in the past. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I predetermine what I'll be cooking for the week. So I, I know that walking into the store, I, I know what I'm going to get. And having a nutri- nutritional plan is, you know, really what I teach my clients as well. Um, and that plan is really what keeps me in charge of what I buy and what I cook because my health is so important to me. Having a plan makes a world of a difference. I went down that junk food path yes, early you in did, life. Didn't you? Yes, in my my late teens, and I paid the price. I gained fifty pounds, and I had very bad asthma. But now my shopping list keeps me in control, and I have perfect health, and I feel great. You know, plus it's so simple. And it really has paid off during this pregnancy, hasn't it? It has. It has. Well, guess what, girls? It's time for a break. Okay. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you haven't checked out our new website, weightandwellness.com, please do so. It is so easy to use. You can find past shows. You can find great articles, a list of professional quality supplements, schedules of classes, and many other helpful pieces of information. Just go to weightandwellness.com. Questions for us today, please call 651-641-1071. I can't stop with one. Are you a person that can't stop with one, one cookie, one brownie, one bowl of cereal? Does out-of-control eating leave you bloated and frustrated, feeling unworthy and embarrassed? 
You may say to yourself, why can't I control my food when my relationships are fine, my job is great, and I'm not worrying about money? How can I get my eating and weight under control when I continue to overeat? Nutritional Weight and Wellness understands that compulsive eating is not a character defect or an emotional problem. It is a chemical imbalance that can be corrected. If you need help getting your eating under control, schedule a private consultation with a caring, knowledgeable nutritionist. You may be surprised that when you follow a plan that balances your biochemistry, you no longer eat compulsively. Call Nutritional Weight and Wellness today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to schedule an appointment at an office convenient for you or arrange a phone consultation. Learn how nutrition can be your solution for compulsive eating. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So if you're out there and you're struggling with knee pain, if you're struggling with shoulder pain, hip pain, back pain, or just pain all over your body, maybe it's time for you to sign up for one of our sessions of our classes, Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation. It's a very powerful class. In fact, this morning, Barb will be teaching pain and inflammation in Wyzetta between 10 and 12 p.m., Next Saturday, about December 8th, Ora Lee will be teaching pain and inflammation in North Oaks. And Kristen will be teaching it in Stillwater, Thursday, December 6th. So if you're interested in this class, call 651-699-3438 to sign up for this very powerful class. So, you know, before we went on break, what we were talking about is people realizing the power of nutrition and how they get into kind of bad habits, I Mm -hmm. think. And what influences their habits? Mm-hmm. So it's all that sly marketing, and we kind of have to have a, a plan to get around that. So I know that my dad used to uh, get caught up in the habit of grabbing chips or a bag of candy, specifically mm-hmm. um, those candied little orange slices, mm-hmm. um, when he was checking out at Menards. Yeah, and my dad used to do that at Fleet Farm. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Um, so I would, I would almost think of, he would say, you know, I'm going to Menards and I would think, oh yes, candied orange slices. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't think, oh, two by fours or hammers or nails. (laughs) I would think candy. Um, so, you know, again, the marketers, marketers have figured out that as people wait in line and often with low blood sugars, Mm -hmm. they will impulsively buy some type of junk food because they're reacting to their biochemistry. They realize that their blood sugar is low and you know, what's going to pick it up quick is some of that nice junk food that they see. Especially those orange slices. Oh, absolutely. They'll do it. Oh, and that later it made me take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you might guess that there is a lot of profit in selling junk food or this, all that floor space would be used to be selling like light bulbs or trash bags. Yeah, I mean, there must be a lot of profit oh, yeah. in selling. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And Katie, yeah, that's as exactly as a memory of mine. When I was growing up, we'd stop at the gas station oh, yeah. all the time. And I never thought of it as getting gas. I always thought about it as getting candy. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we go, I'd get my you know favorite candy. Yeah. It was a ritual it's, several times in a week. It's like how we're trained, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all have these kind of funny habits going on in our brain. Like stopping at the gas station or stopping at the Menards that we're going to get their candy. Yeah. So how can you not get caught up in the habit of grabbing that bag of candy or the chips or whatever it is or the soda? Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe not. But maybe. If you stop and realize that sugar causes inflammation. So if your knee hurts, it's going to hurt more after candy. Yep. If you have prostate problems, the sugar in the candy could increase 
inflammation in your prostate, which means maybe you'll be up all night going mm-hmm. to the bathroom. These are kind of simple intellectual understandings that can change unhealthy habits. You know, if you're not going shopping on an so you know, you just say, I'm not going shopping on an empty stomach. That's mm-hmm. basically it. So if you haven't eaten for several hours and your blood sugar is low, then all the intellectual knowledge, all the stuff that we've talked that you about. Know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, seriously. If you think it, about that. It just won't stop it. Mm-mm. Nope. Because your biochemistry overrides everything. Yes, very powerful, so your biochemistry. A simple solution, and I've got some training to do this afternoon, so right after this I'm going home and eating a big lunch mm-hmm. so yeah. that I'm going to have a balanced meal before I go to train, and that's what I try to do before I go shopping. You know, this is really important if you're diabetic or if you're Mm pre-diabetic. And I think, what do we say? Something like 80 to 90% of the people today are pre-diabetic. So this is... This is something for most people. It's a vital, vital information. You know, and when I'm working with clients, I tell them over and over again that, you know, if you eat a breakfast of eggs and vegetable, Mm -hmm. then after that you have a morning snack, maybe of a meatball, half a fruit, maybe some almond butter. Then for lunch, you have a really nice big salad with chicken and olive oil. You will not have those carb cravings in the afternoon. And I can attest to this, too. Mm-hmm. When I would not be eating my balanced breakfast and eating snacks throughout the day, my good balanced snacks, I would have very intense carbohydrate cravings in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So if you have those cravings, if you eat this nice balanced food, you're not going to need to go to the vending machine and get the soda or the popcorn or the M&Ms. So the question is, how... Can you develop the habit of eating real food? That's a great question. So, you know, Katie, you yeah. just said, mm-hmm. I think you said, a meatball for a snack? Yes. <laughs> a meatball and a half of fruit? Hey. And it didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, like yeah, it's, that's normal. <laughs> maybe that does sound a little bit. <laughs> not um, for everybody, Not right? for everybody. We have a, actually a really good recipe. I think it's on our website uh-huh. um, for the wild rice meatballs. Those are delicious. delicious. Those, Those are, good. and they're handy. Because if you're running out the door... I mean, I know if I'm running out the door, I just want to kind of grab my, my food, sure. yep. put it in my lunch bag, and go. So if mm-hmm. you already have those made up. And I like them cold. They're fantastic cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is really a switch for people to it think is. in terms of eating a meatball and a fruit and some almond butter for a snack. Opposed to M&M's. Or, yes. Yeah. That's, that's a big, big change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just putting it out there for people. Try it. You might like it. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. You might like it, and you're going to feel so much better. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So first, <clears throat> you must make the decision. I find my clients with chronic health conditions such as MS, lupus, fibromyalgia, have little problems making that decision. It because, is interesting, isn't yes, it, Leah? Yes. Once they... They really make the decision, don't they? Oh, for sure. They're on, those are the, my clients that are, are typically really on board right away because of what they're suffering from. Mm-hmm. Um, so any help they would have with their conditions, um, they're on board with. So that to know that because eating real food has a, such a positive influence on their health. So step one is to make the decision and then practice that decision. So as you're thinking about this, remember when you created the habit of brushing your teeth? If you can remember back that far, you know, your mom or your dad told you it was important to brush your teeth to have Mm -hmm. healthy teeth. Yep. So then mom or dad, they had to tell you over and over and over, brush your teeth. 
Brush your teeth. <laughs> so think of it now. How many times have your dentist told you to floss? For some of us, it's a habit. And for some of us, we have to be reminded every time we go in to have our teeth cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. So in our classes and on Dishing Up Nutrition, we are continually encouraging you to make the decision to eat real food and then reinforcing the habit with one with more reasons of why it is important. So I know I'm a why person, mm -hmm. and I feel like that knowledge is so powerful. So mm -hmm. if you know why you're doing something, it is that much more motivating to continue mm -hmm. on your journey. Exactly. And then when you when you know the why and then recognize it in your mm -hmm. life and see yes. that difference, it's that much more powerful. Oh, for sure. So Katie, you know, you're talking about the whys. Mm -hmm. You know, what? just think of one why. Why would a person really want to eat in a way that, you know, is balanced and healthy versus grabbing that bag of M&Ms. Right. You know, so for maybe some people, I mean, last show we talked about anxiety. Mm -hmm. If your blood sugars are going mm -hmm. up and down um, and you're not having that balanced snack or meal, you're going to feel that much more anxious mm -hmm. or that much more emotional throughout the day. So if your emotions are almost crippling, mm -hmm. it's that much more important for you to be having that balanced snack or meal. Throughout the day. Yeah. So, and I think, Leah, one of the things for you, you really didn't have any morning sickness, do you? No, I did not. Yes. And, but the key, okay. the key was blood sugar balance mm -hmm. and making sure that I was very, very in tune with my blood sugar. Because anytime, like, I feel like I have a little bit of low blood sugar, then I was like, mm, you know, I need to eat. I know I need to eat. Because mm -hmm. I could see that could lead to having nausea and feeling mm -hmm. sick. So, mm -hmm. Yes. So it's powerful in whatever way that you're thinking about it, isn't it? It is. So how are we doing for time? I think we could take a break. Okay. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. One out of two adults now has a chronic illness, which was preventable with correct nutrition and better lifestyle habits. Every week we hear from listeners that the information that they've learned on Dishing Up Nutrition changed their life. If you have a friend or family member with a chronic illness, please share Dishing Up Nutrition with them. Perhaps you can help them change their life by learning how to eat real food that reduces inflammation and disease. Questions for us today, please call 651-641-1071. Well, you know, a new study from the Mayo Clinic came out this past week reporting that Kind of the same kind of information that we've been teaching people in our weight and wellness classes for the last 10 years. So this study found carbs are bad, but fats are good for your brain. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Rosebud Roberts, who was a leading researcher, found that those who ate the most pasta, rice, bread, cookies, and cake had the highest risk of developing memory problems. But those who ate the higher amounts of fat from, say, nuts and olive oil and coconut oil dropped the risk by 42%. Wow. So it's so nice to see that research studies are catching up with us. Yes. And so that they're starting to teach the same information that we've been teaching for a number of years. Kind of ahead of, ahead of the game, but doesn't it make so much sense? Mm -hmm. Because if you think of the brain, yes, what's it made of? Fat. fat. Yeah. So it needs to have all those nice healthy fats. Healthy fats, To yes. keep it working right. Exactly mm -hmm. right. So that low fat stuff has really probably led to a higher rate of Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and dementia than we've ever had in the past. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So we have a caller today. Okay. Very good. Stacy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about anxiety? Yes. Um, I listened to your show, I think it was two weeks ago, and they talked about the tie-in with anxiety and kind of racing thoughts mm-hmm. with low serotonin levels. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought what I heard you say was that um, the the key to that was eating a, a good meat that had tryptophan in it, but four ounces three times a day plus two ounces at a Snacks. Right, exactly. That's a that's a pound of meat. That's right. Mm-hmm. But that's a good. day. Yeah. So you don't have to just. I mean, people typically think of turkey as having a lot of tryptophan, which makes right. more serotonin. But any meat does, and so does eggs. So you know, you could do eggs, and you could do, in fact, cottage cheese mm-hmm. if you're not dairy sensitive. And uh, um, what did you you called it? End fat. What did you think? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what kind of cottage cheese? Oh, any kind of cottage cheese. Like, you know, full-fat, organic cottage cheese is what we would recommend. Okay. But cottage cheese, eggs, turkey, chicken, beef, any pork, anything, any good quality meat mm-hmm. would, is going to help build up your serotonin level. Now, there so, is a trick to all this. You have to be able to break it down yeah, digestively. Digest, yeah, digest it properly. And so one of the things that we often recommend is for people to take bifidobacteria, which is the same bacteria that you get in breast milk. So breast okay. milk is really just like a, 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 basically the most healthy food there is. Mm-hmm. And so it's the right amount of protein, the right amount of fat, the right amount of carbs. It's so well balanced. And that's what you're trying to achieve when you eat the way we talk about the weight and wellness way. And what was the bacteria called again? It's called bifidobacteria, and that's a is what we have in our small intestinal mm-hmm. tract. Mm-hmm. It's okay. our dominant strain of bacteria. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of the magic formula. Have your bifidobacteria, have your good meat throughout the day. Right. Make and your brain so chemicals. How many eggs would that be? Just that, I mean, I I understand four ounces of meat, but Well, one it... egg is one ounce of meat. Okay. So, you know, if you have two or three eggs for breakfast, then if you have four ounces of meat for lunch and four ounces for dinner, and that can be fish too. I mean, salmon, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of fish has okay. those amino acids in it. Okay. And it's amazing. I mean, people come back and they're like changed people. Mm-hmm. At, you know, I see people that have been eating this way for six to nine to 10 months, something like that. And it's like, they are bi- basically different people, aren't they, Leah? Yeah, they are. I mean, we just see it all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And yeah. So once that serotonin level gets built up, do you cut back on some of the food? I just, I just, I don't actually well, eat a ton during the day. So to hear, yeah, to think about it eating kinda, that much. It kind of depends on your stress level. The higher your stress level, the more serotonin you use up on a daily basis. Okay. And so if you're, you know, if you're. <laughs> If you don't have a lot of stress, but I don't know anyone like that. That's <laughs> hard <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. So and to, most people need that yeah. level to keep their serotonin yeah. level up. And for people that, just to kind of get into the habit of eating a little bit more often, and especially if there's times of the day where you maybe skip a meal, like if you skip breakfast often and you don't have appetite in the morning, maybe something like a quality, like a protein sh- smoothie where you're adding in some good quality whey protein, um, that's sweetened naturally with stevia and avoiding the artificial sweeteners like sucralose and aspartame um, could be an option for you. So adding that into the mix that's with the idea, other, really. you know, so if you feel like pr- adding that much protein is a big jump for you, that'd be another way to build up your serotonin levels as well. 
Okay. We have yeah. a good recipe on our website. Yeah. Right. All right. I will think, check that out. Can I ask, do I have time to ask one more question? Oh, sure. Okay. And it was about eggs. For whatever reason, eggs make, when I have eggs, I usually have like eggs and spinach so I don't have so much bread. But right. in the morning, eggs make me really, really hungry. Can you think of oh, any? So you're not eating enough carbohydrate with them. So eat your spinach and a half a sweet potato. Oh, okay. That's the trick. Okay. Yeah. You're just right. uh, you're not getting your blood sugar up. Just not enough carbohydrates. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Great. Good question. Good question. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So we have some more callers. Sure. Thank okay. you so right. much. Thank yeah, you. Thank okay. you. Thank you for calling in today. Sandra, you have a question for us today about or comment today about fast food? Well, just about what you guys are talking about in general. First, I want to say thank you. I listen to you guys every Saturday, and you guys have a wonderful show. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you. Well, I just wanted to share, I was that person that went to the gas station, that got the donuts, that got the, you know, iced coffee with all the cream and the sugar and, and all of that, and it became a habit. So yes. it was very oh, yeah. hard to stop all that, to get the candy and the, I even had my kids eating all of that stuff. But... What happened is I had a very bad gallbladder attack in July, on 4th of July, from eating all of that stuff, the pizzas, the iced coffee, the fried donuts, and all of that, and I changed my eating habits drastically uh, just by listening to your guys' show. So okay, I great. Good. That. Great. So are you feeling a lot better now? Oh, my God, 100 times better. I do not drink any pop. Uh, the good. pop, I drank a lot of pop. Uh, I don't have nice coffees. I eat exactly the way you guys, uh, you know, discuss with the proteins. I don't eat as much carbs. I've changed. Instead of eating spaghetti, I make, like, spaghetti squash, which is just as oh, good. Oh, that's a it's great. so good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh, it's delicious. And I feel, I just want to share with your listeners, I feel 110% better from getting rid of all of that food. Well, wow. that's just what we're trying to get people to realize. That's exactly what that, we're, why we do this show, is yes. to get people to realize that. Still gives me chills. I do all of my grocery (laughs) shopping now at Whole Foods, and I buy organic food and everything. And actually, I'm saving more money Yes. Mm -hmm. um, without spending going to all of these fast food restaurants, going all to, you know, to eat at all of these places and stopping at the gas station or stopping wherever I have to go. The one thing I do have to say is it does take a lot of planning Mm -hmm. and preparation. Yes, it does. Mm Mm-hmm. So if I know I'm going somewhere, like you said, you know, to get a quick snack if you're hungry, I make sure that I pack stuff in my car or, in, you know, in a little container that I bring, that I carry on, carry with me so I have it available so I don't have that urge of stopping at any of those places. You're doing a great job. Exactly what that, we would suggest. And what we teach people. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great job. Oh, great. Thanks for calling in today. That's a great testimonial. Great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And that's a, an interesting point, what she brought up, too, is that, you know, it does take a little bit more time in preparation, oh, yeah. but it's it's like your motivation, again, is you feel so good. Yes. Um, and you're worth it. And that's you're, the hardest part of mm-hmm. this, this changing that habit is to, to develop more prep and planning. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. You can't get around that part of it. That's right. It does. Yeah. So should we go back to sure. doing a little bit of talking about changing habits and things like that, and then we'll come back and take Yes, yeah, so okay. stay on the line for the callers that are on hold. Yeah. So, you know, I think we were talking about how we get habits started and how we might break some habits. Yep. So, so, Yes, exactly. So let's talk about breakfast, kind of going back to what we were talking about with the callers. Mm-hmm. So perhaps in the past... If you were like me, you know, a a typical breakfast would be toast and juice. Very easy, you know, quick, all carb, right, as Mm -hmm. we know. 
Um, but it, we know now that it's the real food that heals, right? So are you going to continue on with the juice and toast? And that's like our last caller. Exactly. She changed, didn't she? Yes, she did. Now you are forced with a decision. You can eat the real food. And so that's, you know, perhaps something like we talked about. You could do a couple eggs, spinach cooked in a little bit of butter. All of that is real food. And in a few weeks, if you've changed that, that will become a habit and a healing habit. So here's another kind of way to think about and look at developing a habit of eating real food. You know, remember when you started to play the piano, if you were a person that played the piano at a young age? Again, mom or dad made the decision that you will learn to play the piano. Yes. yes. <laughs> I remember forced. that. <laughs> yep. So each day it was practice time. <laughs> Which was my least favorite. And even if it was practice time, even if you wanted to go outside and play, it mm-hmm. was practice time. So for many of you, the practice time paid off because now you can play the piano and have fun with your friends and sing along, and it's a great habit that you developed. Did you develop that habit? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) You know, so the question is, have you made the decision to eat real food? Mm -hmm. So if you have made the decision, you say, you know, I do, I really want to start eating real food. Are you practicing that decision? Are you planning and is eating real food starting to become a habit for you? You know, so kind of like our last caller, perhaps the fast food drive through is no longer that habit. It's a a distant past. Yes. So have you stepped back and thought about your food habits? I don't know how many people have done that. Do you have good food habits or not so good habits? You know, in our weight and wellness series, we help you make the decisions to eat real foods And then we help you develop that habit of eating real foods. Mm -hmm. It is simple as making brushing your teeth a habit. And, you know, all the new teachers and nutritionists have developed good habits when it comes to their food choices. And you can hear Leah and Katie here, they've developed these great habits. Even more surprising is that 95% of the people who take our weight and wellness series, which is a six-week series, Improve their health. That's amazing. That is an amazing stat. Yes. percent. Wow. So it's really fun to see that. Yes. It really is. Yeah. When you get done with the class and mm-hmm. everybody's glowing because they feel so much better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for our last break. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to let out a little secret. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Dar with a team of nutritionists, writers, graphic artists, and organizers have worked for the past six months to redo, update, add new and amazing graphics, and included new and powerful material to our weight and wellness series. These changes were done to help each of you make the necessary eating changes to have good health. We'll be right back. Thanks to nutritional weight and wellness, I no longer suffer from heartburn. Linda from Houston, Texas. I have less joint pain and more energy. John from Portland, Oregon. My moods are better and my anxiety is gone. Jennifer from Chicago. Nutritional weight and wellness has helped clients all over the country achieve better health with therapeutic nutrition counseling, and they can help you too. You don't have to live in the Twin Cities to benefit from a consultation because they work with clients nationally through phone and Skype appointments. All you have to do is make the time, and nutritional weight and wellness will provide the plan and support. 
Therapeutic nutrition counseling from Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you with diabetes, anxiety, low moods, menopause, arthritis, digestive issues, autoimmune conditions, and so much more. For information on scheduling a phone or Skype nutrition counseling appointment, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to share a weight and wellness evaluation from a class member who traveled from Missouri to take our weekend weight and wellness series. Here's Renee's statement. I have been listening to the podcast for two years and eating the weight and wellness way. I am now off all steroid drugs for my asthma, and I have improved my eczema by being gluten-free. Dar, I cannot thank you enough for getting the information out there and going against the grain of nutritional society that teaches otherwise. Thank you, Renee Miller. Isn't that nice? That yeah, is she's great. A, she's a yeah. nurse from Missouri. So yeah, I, I got the, I got the pleasure to meet her um, while she while I was teaching that series, and she's just really nice. Oh, that's nice, nice. lady. Yes, so, great. Yeah. It's wonderful. And no, so we, we can take some more callers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Tiffany, Hi. thanks for calling Dish and Nutrition. You have a question today about nutrition. Well, no, it's a statement where. It, you guys are talking about eating, you know, the real foods and whatnot. Oh, yes. and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of taking your nutrition for weight loss class. Okay. And I met up with a friend of mine who brought a friend with who my friend had said, oh, she's also eating strangely like you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And it is every two hours or every three hours. Mm-hmm. But she was using these little packages oh, yeah. of food. And it's and not said, real. Right. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do when you're done with this plan? Right. How are you going to know how to eat? And she kind of had that like, oh, huh, look. And then I was asking me information about you guys. And I was like, this is setting me up that when I'm done with you guys, I know how to keep living. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. This is a, it's a plan. Huge knowledge to, to have. Huge. Yep. And, and even in the, the five weeks I've been in class, I've seen drastic results already. Oh, wow. that's great. And, you know, those little packages of food, and I'm not sure where she's getting them, but most of those little packages are not very healthy no, things. No, lots there. of chemicals. A lot of chemicals. A lot of often a lot of soy protein in there, mm-hmm. and some some things that we just would not recommend. It's not like eating meat and a and a little bit of fruit and some almond butter. It's it's totally different. So yeah, absolutely. It was it was night and day to see what I was eating, and what she and we were at the Mall of America, and so what am I going to eat here? And I was like, well, I I can figure it out. It's not All right. super hard. It, there, there's ways of getting around it. Mm-hmm. So it was really an interesting juxtaposition of the two different, same kind of mindset of what we were trying to do, but two very different yes. ways. But mine is the last, and she, she acknowledges it. She's like, yours will go on. Mine's lasting. Mine's a, a change in life, like brushing your teeth, you guys are saying. It's something mm-hmm. that just becomes routine. Yes, exactly. So your packages of food, what are you going to do? Exactly. That's Now I just got to get over my Diet Coke habit. Though. Okay. <laughs> Well, keep working on yep. it. You know, another I'm help so, sometimes is to take crave control and just hit it and get over it and be done with it. So, anyway, well, thank thanks. you guys so much for the show. Yeah, All right. thanks. thanks for calling in this morning. All right, we have another caller. Okay, that sounds great. Michelle, thanks for holding. You have a question today about um, suggestions for a teen boy. I do. I've been listening, and I think that the suggestions are great. 
but trying to convince a six foot two, sixteen year old to have an egg and a half a sweet potato just is not going to fly, or even a meatball and a half a piece of fruit. So I would love suggestions that you may have to have the teams be able to fill up. And he's with me most of the day, um, so I, you know it's not like I have to pack a lunch. Or okay, so like you know I think one of the things is not one egg, mm-hmm. probably three eggs. He's going to need much okay. more food and and a piece of sausage mm-hmm. and then okay. maybe hash browns that are like from organic potatoes or just okay. sliced potatoes, you know, cooked in coconut oil. Um, and um, you know, if he's not uh, gluten sensitive, certainly like a piece of rye toast would work okay with butter on it. And that's huh. a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he needs more food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and so those things would work as well for snacks, or is there anything that makes it just seem like it's a little more, I mean, fun is the wrong word, but I mean, he's not a chip person. We're not, okay. you know, into the soda and well, all of that. So I, you know, I, I think, changes, a, but. you know, a lot of people make our chili recipe. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. And they have that for a snack, especially mm-hmm. in the middle of the afternoon in the winter. It really uh, works well. Okay. And for a... You know, a a person, you know, as tall as he is, he probably Mm -hmm. could eat, you know, two cups of chili in the middle of the afternoon. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. That'd be a nice little snack. Exactly. And then look at me in two hours, like, okay, then now what are we going to (laughs) do? Chili's kind of guy food. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it too, but guys like that. And, you know, I think, Katie, you know, you mentioned meatballs. Meatballs, yeah. So not just one meatball, okay. but at least a few meatballs. Yes. Yeah. He'll okay. need more. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, he, he probably is not going to want to stick to it if he's still hungry. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And that's been the challenge is just that, you know, I, I get what you're trying to do, Mom, but this is not, I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yep. And we anyway. kind of gauge how much, like, food people need based on, like, their structures. So, like, especially with protein, I mean, a gauge for how much protein he needs for a meal is like a palm-sized piece is the circumference of the palm of the hand and the thickness of the palm of the hand. So he's probably got way bigger palms than you do. So right. That's kind of a good right. gauge to so use. So might need six to eight ounces yeah. of protein. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But well, a, that helps a lot. Yeah. Great question. Thank you so I'm much. you're doing it with him, though. That's great. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. So, you know, we, again, we're, I was talking before we were on break and before the calls is that our weight and wellness series People that take it, yes, ninety five percent improve their scores on their health survey. Yeah, so that means their health is improved. That's yeah, that's amazing. And so, so what habits were started, and how did that show in their health? People started eating more protein. They added in breakfast. They stopped skipping lunch. They gave up the pop. They started drinking water and. The end result, 83% of the weight and wellness class members started having better digestion, less diarrhea, constipation, acid reflux, and 85% of those taking the class reported more energy and better moods. They started to develop the habit of making better food choices. And boy, we're hearing it this morning. And it's amazing how that, I mean, all of those things are impacted by that. You know. Acid reflux goes away. Yes. Big issue. Yep. Yes. You know, so a habit that I have actually is um, to prepare food for my lunches. You know, if I have a week where I haven't prepared, like Thanksgiving this Mm -hmm. weekend, I was away Mm -hmm. um, and didn't get that opportunity. So I'm kind of scrounging a little bit more. You know, (laughs) that, that is something that I try not to do. Yeah. So usual is making sure that I have food for my lunches. I like to make, um, 
like the chili. Yes. We always go back to the chili. <laughs> yes. Usually make a batch of chili or like a beef stew. Um, one of my favorite recipes that we have is that shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. So right. if you haven't tried that one, that is a great one. Makes gra- great leftovers too. Um, you know, so even though I don't like to cook all of the time, um, I do like to take that time to prepare my lunches for the week. Yeah. And to do that, you typically do that on the weekends? On the weekends. Yes. Yeah. When you have Sunday more time. is my, mm-hmm. my day to kind of get my grocery done. Yeah. If you have a crazy, if you have a crazy week and you know you're going to have a crazy week, you got to plan ahead. Plan ahead. Right. Yeah. So Katie, why in the world do you plan and but, cook and prepare and do all that work? Oh, my gosh. First, to, you know, obviously feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I'm somebody who has some food sensitivities. So if I'm not planning ahead, um, and I'm somebody who struggled with my weight in the past, so if I'm not planning ahead, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to struggle with eating some foods that are going to cause my skin to break out. I, You know, over the holiday season, I don't want to be gaining back 10 pounds. Yep. So it's kind of making those habits so that I keep on my health track. Okay. All right. Well, that's those are good reasons. Those are good reasons. Yes. Yes. So really, you know, and kind of speaking from my own experience, a few years ago, I would say actually a little bit more than a few years ago now, um, my asthma was out of control and I made the decision that I was no longer going to eat fast food. Good decision. Yes. Chips, juice, cereal. And when I quit gluten and dairy products, my asthma cleared up. So I'm so glad that I made that decision because now being nine months pregnant and then working full time, uh, you know, I've needed those healthy habits to fall back on. And I'm really proud to say that during my pregnancy, I haven't been sick one day. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I haven't missed one day that. at work. Not, <laughs> Not at all. Not one day at work at all. Yeah, I've been really, really fortunate um, to have my health throughout this entire pregnancy. And I, you know, I really love what I do. So I'm, I'm happy to be at work. And I know how important nutrition is, and I really want to help people develop positive eating habits as well. I think what we're trying to say this morning is that habits are powerful. They are. And mm-hmm. some of our habits start without you even being aware or conscious that you are creating those habits. So as you think about it, do you have any of those habits that are holding you back from being healthy? So let's mm. kind of talk about some of these unhealthy habits that people have you know so it's like it's christmas season here it yeah. is so the cookie exchange is coming up so that might be a habit holding you back get you get about i don't know six dozen cookies that uh, would that would be a, a habit to hold you back yes exactly or you know going to the movie theater you have the habit of getting that popcorn cooked in damaged fat the movie theater uh, that's very common what people do mm-hmm. and some people actually go to the I think they go to the movies so that they can eat the eat. popcorn and top so and candy right. and candy. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. don't even care if they see the movie. Right? Yes. So, you know, picking up and eating a pint of ice cream because you had a bad day at the office. Yep. I mean, I hear that a lot. They just, <laughs> you know, they swing in and get their haagen ice cream and that's because they've had a bad day. Yeah. Or, you know... Stopping for a muffin and a mocha because you had a good day. That's right. Lots of funny little habits start. Lots of habits out there. So everybody, have a great week. Yes. Yes. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.